It is Tuesday, March 14th. I'm Scott Seidenberg. And I'm AJ Hoffman. The tourney begins. And the Raiders have a new quarterback. Here comes the Vegas truth. This is straight out of Vegas. We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day. Play in games, but it's still the tournament starting up tonight. Jimmy Garoppolo agrees to a deal with the Raiders. And Sam Darnold will be in San Francisco. What is the Vegas lead, Scott? Well, we'll do plenty of football as it's the legal tampering period as we are in NFL free agency. The new league year begins on Wednesday. But the Vegas lead is going to be the NCAA tournament because it begins tonight, AJ. Ah, we are finally here, friends. Yeah, uh, play in action is still action. And that's all that really matters is their action and there is certainly action on the games tonight. Yeah, we'll start with the uh, playing game for the 16. And uh, playing game sounds like derogatory. Like these, It is. It is. But you know what? It is what it is, right? You got to get into the field of 64. You're in the field of 68. Congratulations. This is the first four. Thank God they don't call it the first round anymore. They yeah. tried that for a year or two, and it was a disaster. This is the first four in Dayton. It's the playing games, for lack of better terms. So here we go. The 16th seed game in the South region for the right to get obliterated by Alabama in the first round. Southeast Missouri State, who I feel like is like a darling of yours, AJ. They are playing Texas A&M Corpus Christi and A&M. Four-point favorites. Yeah, I wouldn't say they're a darling of mine. I did make some money on them early, or I guess not early in the season. A few weeks ago, I was, I was making season. some some money on those guys. Yeah. Uh, A&M Corpus Christi is a team I would have actually really liked coming into this tournament. Unfortunately, they lost their best player, Terion Murdix, who is a point guard. He is uh, top five nationally in assist rate, and he is a monster on the defensive end. He is top 20 in steal rate in the country. Uh, he's out for sure. That's going to be a big loss to them. And I, I think, you know, against this SEMO team that likes to run, they like they like to uh, get downhill, uh, and they love to get to the free throw line, which they will do a lot. I, I have a hard time thinking that, that Corpus Christi can, can get a whole lot of separation here. I do think they win. Uh, Corpus should dominate inside. Simo is small, and they are not great defensively. Uh, and really, they're not great offensively rebounding the ball, but they're not great defensively slowing down anybody. Uh, A&M Corpus Christi is not – they're not big either, but they're a much better rebounding team. Uh, this is a this is a tough matchup to call without Murdoch's on the floor. I would have loved them with him out there. I'll just say it's a lean to Simo catching four points here, but it's not going to be a play. I do think the over is a solid play. I think this is an absolute track meet. I look at Texas A&M Corpus Christi, and they're called the Islanders. I don't really associate Texas with Islanders. But then again, like South Padre Island's like a 
that's, popular yeah. place, right? Yeah. I guess that's... Is There's that... a bunch of little islands off the coast there. Yeah, just... You don't think when... You know, islanders. That You don't think of that when you think of a school from Texas. Well, that's not a great mascot. I mean, yeah. I'm not, I'm not uh, arguing for them, but, yeah. you know, what are you going to do? Call them the Gulf Coasters or something. That's a terrible name. That's worse than islanders. Yeah. Uh, so they are a four-point favorite. The total is 155. In the second game, and both of these games will be on True TV, so prepare to see a lot of Impractical Jokers advertising. Oh, can't wait. <laughs> This is the 11th seed matchup in the Midwest region. Pittsburgh against Mississippi State. Mississippi State, two and a half point favorites. Yeah, this one's tough to call. Pitt is an absolute disaster coming into this this game. What's going on with them lately? They got shredded by Duke in the uh, in, in the conference tournament. They got shredded by bad teams: Georgia Tech, Notre Dame, Syracuse. Uh, before that, Mississippi State is not good offensively, to put it kindly, but they are very, very strong uh, on the defensive end. Uh, it feels like having a coach like Chris Jans, who, you know, just this is his first year coming over from New Mexico State. Uh, I, I tend to want to back a coach that I like, and I do like their coach, but this is a bad shooting team. That said, with how bad Pitt's defense has looked, I, it's it's bulldogs or pass for me. Any feel for the total one thirty three? Uh, generally, I would I would say the over is the play there. There should be some efficiency, especially if uh, if Pitt continues to str- or if if Pitt continues to struggle defensively. If Mississippi State's offense is better than abysmal. Uh, one thirty three is a, a good number. I think I think they can get over that. So the first four has been around for eleven tournaments now. This is the twelfth tournament featuring the first four. In ten of the previous eleven tournaments, a team that wins in the first four in Dayton goes on to win their first round game or their second game and advance to the second round or the round of thirty two. I'm going to eliminate the 16 seeds are you okay with that i'm i'm more than okay with that okay so i don't think either one of these teams beats alabama let's talk about pittsburgh or mississippi state do either of these teams have a chance to beat iowa state in the first round i would say yes uh i I think really if Pitt play if Pitt can get back to what they were uh, a, a few weeks ago, I think they're certainly live too. But Mississippi State, in particular, is a team that would interest me. Uh, this is a team that's able to muck up games. And Iowa State, you know, listen, it's been a a, a tough season. They they've fought hard in the Big Twelve. Um, they are certainly battle tested, but in a low scoring, grindy, physical matchup, they're they're you know Caleb Grill they they uh, removed from the team, so they're personnel is still not totally settled Iowa State's a team I've generally looked to fade I could see Mississippi State giving them a good game and and if just looking ahead if you are looking at one of these 11 seeds to advance I would much prefer the winner of this game than the winner of the other game because the winner of that Arizona State Nevada game has to go from Dayton and they've got to travel to Denver in elevation having just played a game and then go play a game two days later at elevation that doesn't seem ideal. Mm, and they would play against TCU. So that's going to be for tomorrow, but we will preview that on tomorrow's show. Uh, the NIT gets underway tonight as well. And, uh, the, you know, you got some 
some schools, some good schools here that are that are playing Rutgers. You know, there's some teams. Is a one seed hosting Hofstra. You like Rutgers chances? Uh, it would seem like a team like Rutgers that gets snubbed from the NCAA tournament would like to prove a point and go out there and win the NIT. They're certainly one of the favorites. I, I would say Rutgers, Oregon, Oklahoma State are probably the the teams to watch. Um, I, I think a lot of what the reason why Rutgers got left out of this was because they had a key injury down the stretch. Their team stunk down the stretch. The the, tur- the tournament committee put two and two together and said, "Yeah, seems right." And this is a team that struggled to score without Mag. I think, or, or with Mag, I think without him, it's going to be even tougher. I don't like their offense enough in a tournament that where offense usually rules the day. The NIT, you're going to see a lot more up and down scoring. Uh, it's almost closer to the NBA All-Star game uh, than the NBA Finals. So I, I would say that they're a team that I'm not in love with because I, I wonder if they're going to be able to score enough. Uh, Oregon, is they're, they've got a, a pretty solid path to get there, um, and they've got a coach that I trust in Dana Altman. So uh, that's a team I'm going to be looking at. I also have, I have a strange feeling that New Mexico, who – I was in love with midseason, and they burned me several times late season. And I said, you know what? You're dead to me. I have a feeling they're going to make a run in this tournament because, like I said, offense rules the day. They they can light it up. Any feel for Michigan laying six against Toledo tonight? I'd, I'd like Toledo in that that matchup. Uh, this is these teams that are used to being in the NCAA tournament every year are typically teams that I'm looking to fade. Michigan is like, they're a recent Final Four team. Mm. and Are they thrilled about being here? Like North Carolina said, thanks, but no thanks. Um, I don't know that Michigan is going to be super up for this. Okay. Uh, so that's a look at some of the NIT games. Uh, the rest of your schedule for the NIT tonight, you have um, uh, Rutgers, by the way, is an eight-point favorite over Hofstra. Southern Miss, UAB, UAB a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, Villanova at Liberty. Liberty a three-point favorite over Villanova. That's interesting. It is, yeah, and it's probably it's probably about right. Liberty was – they were going to be – everybody assumed they were going to be a tournament team. Played in a weak Atlantic Sun Conference. Uh, lost to Kennesaw State in the final. They It felt like they were going to be a dangerous team if they got into the tournament. They're a team I could see being very motivated in this contest. Uh, Vanderbilt, a three-point favorite at home against Yale. Uh, Wisconsin, three-point favorites against Bradley. Washington State, 10.5 over Eastern Washington. And Colorado, four points over Seton Hall. The official start of the NFL season is coming up on Wednesday, the 15th, but this is the legal tampering period. Legal tampering. Fezzik, that doesn't sound like it, – it, it's kind of like an oxymoron, right? I think you should be – it should be legal to tamper. Tamper doesn't seem that bad. Well, Why it, is that it illegal? Is. It's legal to tamper now in the Good. NFL – for two days prior to free agency beginning. That is the voice of, obviously, the only two-time winner of the Super Contest, Mr. Steve Fezzik, joining us here on SOVAM to talk some football news. And let's start with the big quarterback news. Here in Vegas, we have a new starting quarterback. And he's a good-looking one, Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, what what trouble could Jimmy G possibly get into in Sin City here? <laughs> I'm sure that that's going to be a good match for his... Um, lifestyle decisions and like, right? Yeah, but how do you think this this fit works with Jimmy G running an offense that 
supposedly familiar with. He did spend not a lot of time, but did spend time with Josh McDaniels in New England. So I always start with my quarterback ratings, first and foremost. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting. I've got Jimmy G as number 17 starter in the league. He is he is Jared Goff. He is Murray. He is Tannehill. Fields, they're all Geno Smith. They're all throw a blanket. I've got them as average quarterbacks. But here's the problem. The guy that they ran out of town, Carr, mm-hmm. I am my 13th best quarterback, a little bit better than all those guys. So that's not good when you had one guy who was better that left town, and now you've got a guy coming in that doesn't ever stay healthy, and he's not even as good. I don't think it's going to be a success. I will say this, and I know, I know it's all other people's money, but when you, like you said, J- Jimmy Garoppolo and Geno Smith are the same guy. Jimmy Garoppolo signing this deal, and if the deal that Adam Schefter is reporting is accurate, three years, sixty-seven and a half million, he's a he's a relative bargain compared to some of these other deals that have gone out to guys like Geno Smith and Daniel Jones. I guess if you prorate by the expected number of games he's going to play <laughs> before he gets injured, it's probably about the same, though, right? Uh, probably so. But again. Jimmy G's had some success working with Josh McDaniels, and Josh McDaniels needs to start winning some games. Uh, I, I I feel like the the Raiders could have done worse in this situation. I agree, like keeping Carr would have been ideal, but once that ship had sailed, getting this caliber of quarterback for this money is a really good alternative. It's feeling a lot like musical chairs, right? Where we're starting to run out of quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with the with Brady, you know, likely being gone, Rodgers getting older, doesn't it feel like we don't have enough um, successes coming in? I don't think Sam Ellinger or Sam Howell or another guy named Sam is going to be able to, like, you know, get us to 32 competent starting quarterbacks. Well, I, I think if you are a, a team like the Commandos, or the Jets, you're starting to get a little bit nervous. Uh, if the Jets don't land Aaron Rodgers, they're in really bad shape. And they've got a good roster that's going to be wasted on a shitty quarterback. The Commanders, their roster's not terrible. If they can have a decent quarterback in there, you're starting to run out of options. You're starting to run out of ways to improve that quarterback position so the fact that the Raiders have a guy you feel like you can at least be comfortable running out there and getting an average quarterback performance out of, there's teams that are in worse shape than them. Yeah, it's not like they had to get Sam Darnold or somebody, right? Right. I mean, well, Sam Darnold was on the move uh, or will be on the move as he agrees to a deal with the 49ers. So San Francisco gets a little um, insurance I, I think that's on their the, current quarterback situation. I think that's the right word. And and this is great for San Francisco in my mind. Like, first of all, Sam Darnold is a below average quarterback when he's not asked to throw the ball 10 or 15 yards down the field. When he's just asked to dink and dunk, he's, he's below average. When he's asked to throw the ball deep, he's a disaster. The 49ers aren't going to ask him to throw the ball deep. So for a stopgap and insurance just in case their guys aren't healthy, I think you can do a lot worse than Sam Darnold on a one-year deal. I'm not saying he's good, but I think Sam Darnold can be a serviceable fill-in for a, a short time for the 49ers. I agree, and I've got him rated as, like, the very best quarterback that would be a backup quarterback in the league. I've got him right there with um, Mac Jones, Kenny Pickett, um, Cooper Rush, uh, Minshew. Throw a blanket over all those guys. Um, Jacoby Brissett, 
What do you think, Scott? All those, all those guys seem. I think comparable? Jacoby Brissett's probably better. Than yeah, that. I think okay. Jacoby Brissett could be a starter in this league. Um, so I would elevate him above that list. But add another quarterback to the backup list: Jameis Winston, who mm. returns to the Saints to back up their new quarterback in Derek Carr. This is a surprise to me. And again, I just like I just pointed out. If I don't know, would if would Jameis Winston be an upgrade right now to the Commanders current quarterback situation? I feel like he would be. Uh if the Jets don't land Aaron Rodgers, could they do worse than having Jameis Winston start for them week one? I think they could definitely do worse. So this is the trick with power ratings. So the fact that Winston didn't get any playing time mm-hmm. last year means I gotta downgrade him as a quarterback because who knows better than the team he's with how good he is. Yeah. And chose Andy Dalton over. And exactly. So they must know something I don't know because I'm watching the the, the red water pistol or whatever he is. Red Andy rifle. Dalton. Yeah, the red. That's right. And he's just not um, not the same guy that I remembered back when he was actually you know competent with the Bengals. Well, let's talk about some other moves around the league that could impact maybe your overall team power ratings. Uh, the Bears, who are an intriguing team with lots of cap space, they're spending that cap space. Because they're going to sign Bills linebacker Tremaine Edmonds to a $72 million deal. So, yes, the Bears get better. They replace, you know, the needs that they've lost last year by trading away defensive players. But this also is a big loss for the Bills. It is. uh, The assumption was that he was going to be gone, though. Um, And I I guess at some point you just have to say, well, good, good luck to the guy. He's making some really good money. Uh, this is a good pickup for the Bears. He's a really good player at this point. How good could the Bears be? Could they go from three <laughs> wins up to eight wins? Even better? Could they be? Yeah, I, could they it, win the division? It all depends on the development of Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. If, if Justin Fields take like the let's say we what the best we saw of Justin Fields last year. Let's say he improves that much again. What he improved from year one to year two. If he makes that jump again. I think the Bears could contend in a pretty weak NFC North. Yeah, but that's oftentimes a leap of faith that um, we do at times see quarterbacks get worse, you know. And, sure. And because, you know, then this happened with Mac Jones. They're like, oh, we'll take the training wheels off him and he'll be even better. And no, no, he's, he, he, they ask him to do too much and he overloads and makes bad decisions. And this could certainly happen if um, Fields starts throwing the ball more, right? I, I think absolutely. Although he does have a lot of good weapons, like they they for a team that seemed like they wanted nothing to do with him a year ago, like felt like going into last year he was not set up for success. They're starting to set him up for success. I think him getting a vote of confidence by them trading that number one pick lets them know, hey, we believe in you. We're we're backing you now. Never seen a quarterback that can scramble so quickly out of the pocket, straight up the field, but you know with the the dynamic rushing plays. It's almost like it's college basketball time. Zach Eady is tall. Justin Fields <laughs> is fast. Justin Fields so fast. So the Bills don't re-sign Tremaine Edwards, but Edmonds. they Tremaine Evans, but they do create thirty-two million dollars of salary cap space by restructuring Josh Allen and Von Miller's contracts. So what move are they making? That's a good question. My assumption would be that they're they're planning on adding some secondary help uh, or, or wide receiver. They need a help. wide receiver. Yeah, I think Diggs w- started to you know not be a number an effective one. Well, he, he at least he's he's certainly not an elite 
Eight, not a, I misspoke. Point. Yeah, he's he he's he's an he he is a capable one. Yeah, he's a he's a one. He's just not a top five wide receiver, which is what he was two years ago. And uh, when you've got guys like Cole Beasley catching passes, uh, you probably need to plan ahead and, and build up that part of your team a little bit. Yes, uh, I'm intrigued to see what they do, what the Bills do. But the uh, tampering period will go on for another day, and then. The official start of the league year on Wednesday, and we'll find out who's playing where. And I guess everyone's just waiting on the Aaron Rodgers news. Uh, Trey Wingo reported yesterday that it's a done deal, but no official word came down yet. As Rodgers said, these things are best done quickly. Well, like it's some kind of crime. <laughs> this this hasn't been done quickly. Fez, thank you. We will see you uh, tomorrow when we continue doing the uh, March Madness Dream Pod. Hey, I appreciate you guys taping at 2 in the morning. You are the best bringing the content, fresh content, each and every morning. Um, I, I'm humbled that you're having me on. Thank you. Surprise, surprise, AJ. The Golden State Warriors won a game at home. I told you. I told you. Listen, this is a, this is an unstoppable force. Warriors, money line, bet them to win at home, bet them to lose on the road. I mean, it's a can't-win pro- or can't-lose proposition. Warriors dominated the Suns. They were like, oh, I'm not worried about these guys. We're going to go out there and – Clay Thompson looked like vintage Clay Thompson. Mm. Uh, Steph Curry was hitting some big shots down the stretch. This was a one-sided performance in favor of the Warriors. Uh, Speaking of one-sided, Giannis returns to action. 46 points, 12 rebounds. Is that good? (laughs) That's pretty good. Bucks win against the Kings, 133-124. That's just, it's crazy because if it wasn't for Jokic, maybe Giannis is the MVP. It's, it's like it's the same three guys now every year. It's Jokic, Embiid, and Giannis that are going to be in the MVP running. But this is this was an MVP performance last night. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And a game that if he's not playing at an MVP level, they probably lose mm-hmm. on the road. Sacramento's been tough. Uh, this is a really good win, a really good road win for the Bucks, uh, and obviously a a freakish performance by the Greek freak. Uh, we talked about the no Luka for the Mavericks and the potential for no Kyrie Irving. Well, no Kyrie Irving indeed as the Grizzlies go into Dallas and they were about four and a half, five-point favorites. They win convincingly 104-88. Yeah, and this is the third straight win for the Grizzlies who have now, they've, they are comfortably in the two-slot in the Western Conference. They've passed Sacramento now. They're a full game up on them after last night. Uh, so Memphis winning three games straight without John Morant. Not sure what that says, but it's it's got to be a good sign for the Grizz going forward. Remember last night when I said this, Boston laying 13, so Rockets money line? <laughs> no. Don't ever bet the Rockets ever. That's my advice to you. Do not bet the Rockets. I think that's, that's sound advice, honestly. Oh, if only, if only people listened, AJ. I know. The Rockets beat the Celtics 111-109. What? Despite Jalen Brown going off for A million points. points. I mean, this is one of the most unbelievable results. They were 13-point dogs. I, I, I don't know where this performance came from for the Rockets. Uh, and it wasn't like a, a fluky thing. Like the, the Rockets were 
in control of this game going into the fourth quarter. They held on to win. This is insanity, to be honest. This was a, a I mean, you had an absurdly good shooting night from a couple of Rockets, but you also had an insanely bad shooting night from Jalen Green that you would have thought it, shooting 8 of 29 would have wiped them out of there. But it, it just feels like, man, this was one of those games the Rockets said, we're going to win this thing. Jabari Smith Jr., uh, he shot 9 of 11 from the field. Kenyon Martin Jr., he shot 8 of 13 from the field. 17 of 24 for those two guys. Uh, it's going to be hard to beat when you when you got two guys going off like that, despite Jalen Green uh, trying his best to wreck the performance. What's on the schedule for tonight? My Cavs, eight-point favorites at the Hornets. The Pistons catching an 11.5 on the road uh, at the Wizards. The Nugs, you mentioned Jokic, one-point one dogs, pardon me, at Toronto. So uh, Jokic, a road dog here. Pelicans, minus one and a half, hosting the Lakers. The Nets, plus one and a half at OKC. Are you going to call it again? Are the Spurs going to win Moneyline? Orlando, <laughs> minus six at San Antonio. And the the Knicks, your Knicks, Scott, minus one and a half at the Trailblazers. You got any feel for that game tonight? It's the final game of this road trip. It's been a tough road trip for the Knicks, and uh, I said that they would get the split of the L.A. trip, which they did. They lost to the Clippers in the first game, and then they came back, and then they beat the Lakers. I think they're ready to come home. Um, so, to me, I can see a lackluster performance from the Knicks. They just, they're, they're, they're over this trip. And the marquee game of the night, Bucks minus one and a half at the Suns. Just three games on the NHL schedule last night. And if you had the Grand Salami over, you hit it with ease. The Avalanche beat the Canadians 8-4. An avalanche of goals. Yes, 12 goals. A mudslide. Game. Savers, a 4-3 come from behind win over the Maple Leafs. That game went over. And the Stars beat the Kraken 5-2. That game also went over. So 3-0. To the over last night, the Grand Salami hit with ease. I want to talk about that Canadiens performance, though. Losing 8-4 to the Avalanche, a game where you started Jake Allen in net. He gives up six goals on 15 shots. You replace him with Montembeau, who gives up two goals on 18 shots, so a much better performance. But you had to play both goaltenders. and now. You have the second of a back-to-back where you're traveling. You have to play now against the Penguins, who are coming off a, a big overtime win against the Rangers. They've won two straight games. Their offense is clicking. I think this is going to be a bad night for the Canadians once again. The Penguins are heavily favored, minus 335, but I, I would find a way to play them maybe on the puck line or uh, Penguins team total, something like that. I think the fact that Whoever starts tonight, whether they go back to Allen or it's Montembeau, no one got a rest last night, so you're playing a goaltender that played last night. So second of a back-to-back, I would fade the Canadiens at all costs. Elsewhere on the schedule tonight, the Hurricanes minus 205 against the Jets. Rangers looking to bounce back after that overtime loss to the Penguins. They are minus 170 against the Capitals at Madison Square Garden. Lightning at the Devils. New Jersey minus 130. The Devils and the Hurricanes are both tied for first place 
in the Metropolitan Division at 94 points. The Golden Knights are at the Flyers. VGK minus 178. Philly is just a disaster. They fired their president of hockey operations. The team is just... They're, they're, they can't wait till the season ends. Red Wings at the Predators. Detroit coming off a nice win against Boston. The Nashville minus 160 at home. Speaking of Boston, it's very rare that they lose two games in a row. This is a team that has only lost 15 games all season. They're 50, 10, and 5. They lost three straight games January 26th. 28th and 29th. That's it. That's the only time this season that they have lost back-to-back games. They are coming off a loss at Detroit. They're playing a very bad Chicago team. Boston, hey, maybe they're just mailing it in and they know that they got everything wrapped up and they're the one seed and whatever. So maybe they're taking it easy. But I, I would be surprised. Boston minus 440 favorite. They should not lose to Chicago. But then again, hey, they just lost to Detroit. Like I said, they clinched. So maybe the value is on the Blackhawks on the money line. Senators at the Oilers. Edmonton minus 220. Flames at the Coyotes. Mullet Arena. Calgary minus 235. Stars at the Canucks. Dallas minus 135. Dallas second out of a back-to-back. Islanders are at the Kings. That's a cross-country trip. L.A. is minus 135. Blue Jackets at the Sharks. San Jose minus 155. No word yet if Elvis is in the building. Key. Head on over to pregame.com and take advantage of the coupon codes that we have handed out that we will continue to hand out, including the college basketball brackets that you can get for like $4. Uh, you look at the promo code that we've been giving out on the Dream Preview. And the Dream Preview, massive episode last night. Another massive episode coming up tonight as we do the first and second round and just go through the whole NCAA tournament, so you don't want to miss that. But go to pregame.com and use one of our promo codes to get 20% off anything you would like. The codes are TIME20 and ZONE20. Time zone. You get it? I got it. Yeah. It was just daylight savings time. We moved our clocks forward. We talked about that. Time 20, zone 20. If you used one, use the other. If you use the other one, use the other one. Right? Simple. Two promo codes. Each of them will get you 20% off anything you'd like at pregame.com. For AJ Hoffman and Steve Fezzik, I'm Scott Zackenberg. We are straight out of Vegas. AM. Hey, yeah.